You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan and Della Tori. Y'all know the vibe. Same corner, same time. We are back at it. Um, Dan's fresh off a nice little vacation. How, how you been so, feeling, Dan? A nice whole week long vacation. Good. I was up in the mountains. Mm. It was it was fall up there. It's beautiful. Well, I guess it's fall everywhere, but it was uh, leaf changing <laughs> season up there. Uh, it was beautiful up in the uh, the mountains uh, over in Bryson City for for a little, couple days and then over in uh, Asheville. Uh, but gone for a week. Haven't done a week, a week long vacation in a while, so it's good to be gone. Um, caught myself a concert on Saturday night, so did not uh, not watch the Gators in real time. Enjoyed myself at a uh, a little small little VIP concert for one of my favorite country music artists. So all in all, the vibes were were beautiful all weekend. Saw the score, put my phone away, and. I'm myself a good old time. Yeah, I feel you on that. How was your weekend, uh, Nick? How did Columbus treat you? Oh, uh, it rained the entire drive up. Nice. Uh, a semi was flipped over um, on so I-95 nice. on the way back. So I saw uh, that too. And the drive was still the best part of the weekend. So that's how uh, everything went. Why did you drive up and not fly? Um, I would have had to drive down to orlando so that's about an hour and a half and then flying to charlotte which is two hours away so by the time you add in driving waiting flying getting a rental car driving it would have been like seven eight hours yeah yeah nick i, I think that. we took the exact same drive on saturday or on uh, sunday we might we might have passed each other on the highway who knows um i went through y'all seen the same flip truck if it was the same flip truck, yeah it was like pushed off the road it had been on fire yeah. by the time i got yeah there. yeah yeah yeah. saw the exact same flip truck yeah 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 so there was me, a bunch of traffic it should be, it should be about yeah. a five and a half hour drive and it's gonna be seven on the way back yeah it was a, it was a long was drive so so we drove up uh because we needed a car we also had a dog and we, by the time you figure out all the logistics and everything, it was just, it was fine. So we drove up to Atlanta, as you guys know, easy peasy drive up to Atlanta, easy peasy drive up to the mountains. I was like, man, we'll sleep in a little bit. We'll leave Sunday morning. It's like a nine hour drive, bro. It took me like 11 hours to get home. Yeah, it was rough. Sunday, uh, Sunday was a, was a struggle. And, and like, I'm in the last like hour and a half. I'm like, I just want to get home. Like, like the car was silent, nobody was talking. You know how that gets at a road trip at the end. You're just like, I just want to get, get home. Get me yeah, out yeah, of here. for rap. Everybody's yeah. breath stinks and everybody's annoying by the end of the road trip. Sounding like, yo, shut up, fam. <laughs> so, how's your weekend, bud? Outside of the obvious. Oh man, beautiful man. Outside of uh, Dan Mullen deciding to stink up the place, man. I had a glorious weekend. I got to see Freddie out in your city on Thursday night. Um, Kind of last minute thing. Um, I, I was I was eyeing the Freddie concert when they announced it about a month ago. Um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to make because you know me taking the kids to school and all that stuff on a school night ain't that easy. But um, convinced the wife to let me go check out Freddie. Dope, dope spot, the Ritz. My first time there. 
down in Ebor, um, it's very similar to anybody that's from, from South Florida. It's very similar to Revolution down there. Um, nice venue, dope for up and coming artists that could do like me. What, what, how many is that, does that sit, Dan? Uh, a thousand. No, it definitely does more than a thousand, right? No. No, I think that they're at about a thousand. I'll, I'll look it up while you uh, while you. That's a nice size. It's a nice size yeah. venue. I like it. I like it. One thousand one hundred and fourteen. Nice, dope, dope performance, man. If you haven't seen Freddie Gibbs live, don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself, man. Uh, he doesn't tour down in Florida that often. That's why I had to go uh, check him why he's here. I know he goes on does a lot of UK touring and. Uh, he's out on the West Coast quite a bit, but he's not in Florida at all. So I had to pull up and, and check him out. But thoroughly enjoyed myself. One of the best shows I've ever been to. Tampa got some dope local artists, rap artists. Mm-hmm. That That is very good. I was surprised about a local um, rap scene. It was nothing but Tampa artists and, and the Bay artists that opened up for him. About five or six dudes. And all of them were gas, man. Um, so overall, I enjoyed myself, bro. Great time. That's wild. I was the only one that had to sit through that game Saturday in real time. Correct. Yeah, man. Once that fumble happened, I, I decided you got. I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm just gonna fire Ooh. some people. I gotta get out of here. So I went and caught up on Insecure and BMF. That's crazy. I, I, I caught the condensed, the rest of the condensed game because I'm a professional. I got. I'm, I'm, gotta, <laughs> I'm over here. Got to report on it. I'm over here contractually obligated. To have needles shoved in my eye on Saturday, and, and Dan's and, and still in the middle of a bender. Yeah, you're enjoying. You're enjoying. You're enjoying you some a, nice tunes. You had an all time ratio night. Like I woke up the next morning, I was like, "Boy, <laughs> bro, I get ratio. I get ratio just for tweeting quotes. Like you deserve like, it, though. Like people are waiting. Like Gator fans are like waiting at press conferences, like out at the mailbox." To yell at the mailman because their their electric bill is high, and I'm like, right. yo, I didn't I didn't leave the lights on, homie. That's I'm just bringing I'm just bringing you the mail. That's you not me. Your bad news, bro. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. me, yeah. bro. My bad I've been Nick. Nick's, I, Nick's been, been bad news, Nick, since the before the season started. I've on the been, pod, we called him way too negative, and here he is. I and wasn't he, negative enough. Yeah, silk well, lied all summer. Hmm. I didn't lie. Dan lied. Silk lied I, no, all let's summer. Let's fix this. Let's fix yeah. this now. Like, well, we hashtag, hashtag. I didn't lie about anything. My coach lied to me. He's still right. lying. Yeah. The, the, same, the same coach Nick. that's pissing you off, Nick, is the Nick same and, coach Nick and that Dan told us Mullen how to got together, figured up what lies needed to be said to make Silk feel good about the team. Right, right, right. To make him lie. Man, Dan and I. We got I one job, bro. Out. My job is to promote the Florida Gator football team to get that's the right. fans hyped about the product that's going on the field. Um, I believe that we were going to win eight, nine games, but we're not even going to hit that mark, uh, Nick. So it's not me that lied. Looked we at Brett McMurphy's bold predictions today. I know. A future SEC matchup. A little Florida-Texas battle. In? Oh, I didn't even see where. I just The Duke's here. Mayo Bowl. Now, that was Dan. <laughs> Dan spoke that into our life a little bit. Dan spoke that into existence. Ricky Bobby. Bro, I'm still at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Not you know to root what? against, not to root against Florida, but like I said, six and six, December thirtieth, Nashville Music City Bowl. Sign me up, Silk. We gotta get you out there on Broadway. I'm down do, to come to Broadway. Do a, do a bro. live show. Do a oh, live yeah. show from Broadway in Nashville. Mm. Yeah, that's, to, that, that, that's a vibe. That. That's, that's, that's a vibe. Bring, I think I should bring a grill. Mm. Yeah. 
Do you? It's very Tennessee's very there's the expertise on Tennessee. What do you think, Dan? I don't know if they'll allow you to have a grill on Broadway, but we'll ask Tennessee Mike if we can wait, wait, wait. A a grill to cook things or a grill like in your mouth? I think it's a grill grill. to cook things, but I eat vegetables, so I'm not gonna like haul a barbecue grill up to like (laughs) Oh, you want a grill in your mouth? Uh, Yeah, you can bring you put a grill in your mouth. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, you think Silk's bringing like a smoker with him? Like dragging it, dragging it. Well, Excuse sorry, me, uh, do, you have, do, you have, do you have room Spencer for this? Spencer asked me for a link to the video I sent you guys earlier. I was like, so. what? It's <laughs> a wild visual. Eventually, we got to talk we're about in football, Charlotte, guys. Whether we're in Charlotte <laughs> no, no. or whether in Nashville. I, I think it's fine. We just, let's, just, let's just push this game off. We don't need to talk about any of it. We don't need to talk about any right, of well, it. Unfortunately, we got to talk about football. Yeah, the things that we can't push off are our, our great and wonderful sponsors that through this season love us and cherish us. Uh, so, so give a, a shout out to Greg Brunt and Brunt Insurance, and we'll get started on the show. Hey, man, fortunately for our sponsors, the numbers are up. Like, people love train wrecks, so uh, people are tuning in. Uh, shout out to the great folks at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you may need insured from the panhandle to the keys, my man Greg got you. He needs life insured, he can take care of that. Uh, your boat insured, the more important things, or your car, house, or even your business. Hit my man Greg up at bruntinsurance.com or give him a call at 954-589-2204. Big coverage, big policies, Brunt Insurance. All right, perfect. Greg, so let's get in. What it do, baby? All right, so let's uh, let's get into the, to the game a little bit. Uh, we're not going to belabor uh, this much, very similar to the way that we did it for the Georgia game. Uh, not a ton of great takeaways. The Gators do uh, lose the game to South Carolina. Uh, 40 to 17. The score was 30 to 10 at halftime. That is the most points that the Gamecocks have ever beat Florida by and the most points that they've ever scored in a game against Florida with 40. Uh, South Carolina ran for 284 yards. They also allowed FBS transfer from St. Francis, which is a school that I've never heard of. And I feel like I know pretty I know quite a bit about FCS teams. Uh, Jason Brown throws for 175 yards. Uh, the Gators give up 30 straight points for the third game in a row. Uh, I pulled this stat earlier. It's the third time Todd Grantham's defense have given up 30 uh, or more points in three straight games. Uh, in four years under Todd Grantham's leadership in the previous nine years before that, uh, the Gators allowed exactly zero times uh, to give up 30 points in three straight games. So uh, with all that being said, the Gators do lose. Historically cheeks. Historically cheeks. The <laughs> Gators move to four and, f- cheeks. four and yeah, five on sure. the season uh, in real danger of uh, potentially missing a bowl game. And um, the Gators end up with, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, uh, firing two coaches. So, uh, Nick, you were at the game. You watched the entirety of the game. So it would be my honor to pass the torch uh, to explain the game a bit more. How kind of you. Um, you. Yeah. uh, For, I I guess, the third straight week, Florida simply could not stop the run they've given up over 790 yards on the ground in their last three games that's a massive issue um they couldn't run the ball they didn't come out trying to run the ball and dan says you know 
you, you take what the defense is giving you. South Carolina was stacking the box, but I come out and I'm like, listen, you should be able to blow this JV team off the line of scrimmage. Just run the ball. Give it to Damian Pierce 20 times. Give it to Naquan Wright 20 times. Run the ball. Go go with the 2013 game plan where Mush, Will Muschamp was trying to hide Skyler Morningweg as much as possible and just let Matt Jones and Kelvin Taylor run it. I thought that'd be the game plan. Florida comes out and throws the ball the first 10 plays of the game. I'm sitting there shocked. I'm like, what the? it, it was working. I mean, it's it was your working. fault. Y'all told him that, that Damian Pierce was a good running back. He's one of the best in the country. So he had to prove y'all wrong. <laughs> it's blame me. That damn media. I, don't know be. I gotta blame somebody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all tell him somebody's good. They get oh benched, man. God. Stop telling them people are good and he'll know what he's doing. He's gonna prove y'all wrong. Oh, Boy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have asked him about Mark. Uh, I shouldn't have asked him about Burke today because my guy Burke. Gosh. We'll see him I, next year. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Um, Poor kid. It, it just so South Carolina scored on their first five five possessions. Um, so when when Florida had to punt, um, I'm sitting there and all week I'm talking to guys from South Carolina and they're like, "This this is this is a really bad South Carolina team." Well, Shane um, Beamer even said that he didn't expect his team to win. And bro, that, he was shocked uh, at halftime. Like, yo, yeah. I'm surprised we win. <laughs> Um, so I, I, there was really no excuse to, to not, there was no excuse to not cover this game. Um, but South Carolina went ahead and covered for Florida. Um, Nick, I, I assume you, you said in their first five possessions, I assume that that takes us to the end of the first half. I'm assuming that Florida went around, uh, and made adjustments in the set prepared to attack this, uh, behemoth South Carolina program or, or is that incorrect? Okay. <laughs> just uh, sorry, that was just a quote from the head coach at halftime. Oh, very good, very nope. good. Uh, so, Nick, uh, I mean, let's let's give a quick shout out. Uh, Marcus Burke does make a great uh, catch on that first drive. The Gators, um, you know, are uh, it's it's what ten to ten. Uh, the Gators then allow mm-hmm. thirty straight points yeah. uh, to to South Carolina, um, and this is the first time that we've seen under Dan Mullen. Uh, at least in, in quite some time where yes, Florida's defense, which was historically cheeks in this game um, in this season and really this four year tenure um, also could not put anything together on offense. Is this the most, and in my opinion, it was probably the worst offensive performance I've seen by Dan Mullen coached team. I mean, if we're going to keep it a buck, if we're going to keep it a buck, yeah. there's been times where the defense has been better than the offense. This oh, season. for sure. Yeah. The defense have oh, had absolutely. a better se- football season than the offense on the lowest of keys. And they've been historically cheeks, <laughs> but they've had, they've given us good halves or, or scoreless uh-huh. halves and, and kept the points down. I mean, they came out, the footage came out and Emory Jones looked good. I mean, it, it's, it's not easy. So he injured his thumb against Georgia. So it's not easy to hold and throw a football if, if you got a banged up thumb. And he was putting he was putting, you know, the uh, balls where they needed to be. Um Burke had a great catch. I'm not gonna lie. Like I looked down I'm like who the hell is 88? Hadn't seen him all year. Um you know I just assumed he, he was red shirt. I, I seen the silhouette of Vari's face on, yeah. on, on the Jacksonville coastline <laughs> when he caught the ball. I ain't gonna lie. Um so I, I guess that if you're looking for positives, hey, there's a freshman making an impact. Um, it, it, there's just really nothing positive to take away from the game. My, my dog Jeremy Crawshaw punted well, uh, of and not not that well. Um, could have been a better game. So I mean, that's you know, 
There's there's really yeah, nothing there's matter. nothing positive yeah. to take from it, yeah. um, other than it forced Dan Mullen's hand early. Um, Dan Mullen said in his press conference today that he had already come to the conclusion that John Hevesy and Ty Grantham were going to have to go. Um, uh-huh. And I think, and, and I think there will there'll be more changes. Obviously, if you're going to hire a new defensive coordinator, you don't say, hey, here's your safeties coach, here's your cornerbacks coach, and here's your defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's who you're working with. You, you let him uh, or her, uh, let them pick. <laughs> let, let them huh? pick. <laughs> you let them pick, you know, the people they want to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, these guys just got the guy I'm replacing fired. Maybe I don't want to work with them. Um, so I think there'll be more changes, but Dan said, um, he had already come to the conclusion and that Saturday was just like, Hey, uh, I'm going to pull up the quote. He was like, basically it made him think, um, he goes, obviously our goal, one of the ways you look, is this a successful season? Are you a better team at the end of the year than you were at the beginning? For me, looking at where we're at right now, we're not better than where we were earlier in the year. In fact, we're worse. Uh, and I think, you know, Dan Mullen always says it's like a, it's a term that we talk about in baseball all the time. Nothing's ever as good as it seems. Nothing's ever as bad as it seems. And Dan actually said Monday, I could say that about every game until Saturday. Like it was as bad as it seemed all day Saturday. No, I disagree. I, 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 I guess my, my biggest issue with that is I don't know. <clears throat> in, in my opinion, I don't think that Florida was ever – good um i think that they played um alabama well um i think that there was a lot you know riding on that game pride and everything else Uh, i think if you look at outside of that game uh and we made excuses and i made them and i'll be the first one to say uh you know against you know fau they didn't look good against usf they didn't look good Uh, obviously you you have the the alabama game um, thrown in there. Uh, the Tennessee game, you know, Florida ends up with a pretty decisive victory uh, on paper. But again, we, we talked about it on this show. You allow, you know, a couple of those wide open passes to be caught. And all of a sudden that's a, a, a nail biter of a like game. I see Tennessee right now either. They're peaking. No. Oh, yeah, we were, how Florida, bad, how bad does that Kentucky game. loss look now? I mean, yeah. Kentucky's lost three straight. Yeah, Kentucky's they ran, not very good. They ran 99 plays Saturday. Do yourself a favor. If you haven't looked at it yet, go look at the Kentucky and Tennessee yeah. box score. It is insane. I got to go look at it. But um, no, I mean, you're, but you're right. I mean, Vanderbilt, they looked bad. LSU, they looked bad. Georgia, they looked bad. And South Carolina, they looked bad. And I think the thing to me is saying it's not just that this is like this new, like newfound uh, euphoria that, that Dan Mullen had. It's, I think the noise got so loud that it, it seemed beyond just that, that corner of Twitter that, you know, has been upset with Dan Mullen, you know, even going into, you know, last year or, or at the end of last year, that now the noise was so loud that his hand was forced. Uh, but, but I don't believe that this is like a euphoric moment for Dan Mullen to say, oh, this is as bad as it was. It was like, no, Florida is a bad program and that we need to do something optically or, or, or my job's on the line, which I don't think that he's still out of the clear for, which is something I, I, you've emphatically – uh, said otherwise. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, about that. that. Um, I think the, the overall loss, I think, I think he, like, if he, if, in, in my mind, bro, that's just an egregious loss that I don't, I don't think he bounces back from. Um, I think he's just pretty much, this is it. You know, mm-hmm. um, we can switch DC, Dan Mullen, who is who he is. Um, the seniority thing, 
the keeping staff that should have been fired. We all had these these opinions about uh, in media, fans, not just the fans. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dan, it was also media that questioned him mm-hmm. about uh, bringing DCs back, uh, yeah. hiring uh, staff changes, and that like the McGee hire looks lazy as well. Now, um, our quarterbacks aren't getting better. There's mm-hmm. an obvious drop off of, from Brian Brian Robinson, and he didn't go out and look for a quarterback yeah, coach. Mm-hmm. He promoted in house. So just just looking at how Dan Mullen rolls, how he hires, how he plays players, how he recruits. None of that's that's not about to get fixed by hiring a DC. No, I agree. No, I, I you know Florida's got a a lot of logistical issues to to fix going into next season. Uh, Silk, you hit the nail on the head. It's not just the defensive you know coordinator role, which which in my opinion I expect a complete turnover uh, of defense, and we can talk a little bit more about that here in a second. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some changes potentially at the running back position. Obviously we saw a change at the offensive line position. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if there's a potentially a move either at, at tight end or quarterbacks coach, um, you know, well, the running not, back coach, like someone would say, Oh, why is he getting fired? But he runs special teams as well. He's on a, he's on an expiring contract. So, so here's the other thing is, is not really firing people neither. Huh? Here's the other thing. Yeah, you're not really firing people. Dan and John, Florida, Florida. So here, uh, so let's take a, a minute here. I think Dan. We got time, when, bro. When Dan didn't fire Todd last year, the heat was on Todd. When Dan didn't fire Todd, that's like saying, hey, like if Silk had a party and I bring somebody over, he doesn't know who they are. I'm responsible for how that person acts at his house. Now, when you don't fire Dan, when you don't fire Todd, now okay, you've now vouched for Todd. Mm-hmm. So we're no longer, well, we're still mad at Todd, but we're no longer mad at Todd. Now you're allowing this to continue. So now it's on you. So the shift, the heat shifted from Todd to Dan mm-hmm. because Dan's allowing it to happen. And as this season slips away from Dan Mullen, I think that sh- that that heat now potentially shifts to Scott Strickland. And listen, I already see it on the timeline. There is heat on Scott Strickland already. But if you don't move away from Dan Mullen, then now this is now this now the heat shifts to to the Scott. And listen, this is the big thing. So Florida had six coaches that were on expiring contracts. Um Hevesy, Grantham were two of them. Brewster, Knox, uh Brewster Knox, Billy Gonzalez, and was it Jules? No, no, Jules, Jules just signed two. No, Gee, McGee's McGee. Maybe it's Turner. I can't remember. There's there were six coaches, mm-hmm. and I I wrote about it on Saturday. There were six coaches. It's like four, almost four point three million dollars worth of combined contracts. Where you at? Where you're at now? And we asked Dan about it. Dan is on the hot seat. That's the perception. Whether or not Scott Strickland wants to fire Dan Mullen, um, the perception is that Dan's on the hot seat. So you're going to pay Dan Mullen $12 million, whether you fire him right now as we're taping this show, whether you fire him one year from today, whether you fire him two years from today. You owe Dan Mullen $6 million within within 60 days of firing him, and then he's going to get a fat million-dollar check until that $12 million is hit. The difference is – Getting rid of Dan Mullen now, you still owe him that same money, but you're not going to pay those expiring contracts. And if you keep Dan Mullen, which I think is likely if he doesn't continue, if Saturday happens again, all bets are off. Uh, but I think Dan Mullen will be back in 2022. 
But now, how do you attract a good DC? How do you attract these other coaches? You have to give them more money than they're worth because they're coming into a dead man walking situation unless things are drastically different. Or you have to give them multi-year contracts. And then if you make the move from Dan, you still owe Dan the same money, but now you're paying out all of these assistant coaches that you had to give more money to because they were coming into a bad situation. Yeah, so I mean, like but, financially, but... it would be responsible to get rid of Dan Mullen. I don't know if that's the move, um, and I don't know if that's the move that Florida will make. Um, mm. But they have a bunch of guys who you know uh, are on expiring contracts, and I think might not be here next year. Yeah, I mean, how how long you said six million up front, and then a million for the next six seasons? Yeah. So over that time, Florida will have an athletic budget of almost a billion dollars. I don't, yeah, I don't, it's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking, I mean, because Florida's athletic budget last year was somewhere around 140 million. It's obviously going to continue to go up. So around a billion. So I don't think that that's, you know, really it. You know, going well, back they're, to they're like, running up, they're running up some debt. There's a lot of stuff well, that they're building and they're yeah, paying but for. That, that, that's never about been to put $250 million dollars renovations into the swamp. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we we'll, we can, we can talk, um, you know, financing and things of that nature on a, on our separate, uh, swamp, <laughs> swamp podcast about, uh, you know, about the, the cost of debt right now. Um, I, I think the bigger issue that, that Florida has, and Nick, I want to go back to a point is there's a, there's a lot of eyeballs on decision-making within the Florida athletic department by people that have more power than this podcast and pockets a lot deeper than this podcast. And it's not just about football with Scott Strickland. I think that there's some, a lot bigger issues. You look at um, the, the issue with the, the Florida women's basketball program that, that seems to have been uh, completely, um, you know, uh, just blown up and, and completely just a, a total disregard by the UF athletic department. You have what seems to be a pretty absent uh, athletic director over the last month, at least visually since that, that report really came out. I've seen you a have, bunch. you have a basketball program that's struggling. You have, what are you talking about Nate? You talk, you holler at him? Oh, I see Scott all the time. He's at every game. Um, I said visually, right? I mean, you can oh, I, I'm his... visually seeing him. Sure, sure. You asked me, ask me if his Twitter work, he lost his phone. I think he lost the password. Yeah. So um, you have a you have a struggling football program, a struggling a struggling men's basketball program, uh, a downtrodden women's uh, basketball program. You have a bunch of replacement hires that don't seem to have been working out. And now, like you said, you finance an athletic department that was very much in the in the black with now a bunch of things that are in the red. And you start to have a lot more eyeballs that are on Scott Strickland now. That I think that the 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 direction of the athletic department, the athletic department probably is now becoming a bigger problem, even than just Dan Mullen being a problem. Yeah. I mean, you got uh, the accreditation board coming after the president, they're coming after right. the university. I mean, this is not many have three professors that just filed lawsuit today. Right. So right. not, a, lot not of a great month, not yeah. a great month for the university of Florida, not a great month for the, the flagship <laughs> silk. I imagine, I imagine the roll up has, has been, will be less fun this week. No, I'm very good at like at all of this, Nick. So just um, like it's gonna be eventful. Just spin it. Yeah, Silk's so, pizzeria. He's just gonna be spinning that dough. Yeah, you gotta know how to get out of sticky situations, and and <laughs> they all have sticky situations as well. So you just gotta make their situation stink more than yours. But um, I I just think, bro, like another loss is I'm with Dan. Like it doesn't. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm with Nick. If he hires more staff and we get all these fresh new contracts, that make the hiring and and the money does go up. But um, I don't think that that a deciding factor it just makes our business a little weird and more money that we got to pay out but 
this is just a part of the shit. Um, yeah. Similar to what Manny Diaz is going through down south, um, he had to take over. He didn't hire DC. He just took over the play call and hired T. Rob and a couple other guys on the defensive side of the ball. But I think the elephant in our in the room is our offense has been struggling. Dan Mullen mm-hmm. calling the plays last year. Um, Brian Johnson called the plays. So it's, it's we need to possibly talk about maybe Dan hiring somebody to help him call plays, not just a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, our offense is off right now. Well, these are his guys too, right? Right. You know, these are, you know. Bro, the, the... people get mad at me. People get big mad at me. They, Dan Mullen won 22 games with Jim McElwain and transfer portal guys. And, and people don't want to hear that. And I'm like, you don't like Dan Mullen's recruiting. Why are you mad at Jim McElwain? Like, those were his guys. Kyle Trask, his guy. Kyle Pitts, his guy. Tony, his guy. The guys on defense that were playing last year, his guys. Yeah, like, but they were also his guys when he got fired too, right? So, oh, I mean, at the man, end of the day, Jim, Jim McElwain him up. And Mac, Mac recruited those dudes. The dudes that Dan Mullen went to New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl games with were his guys. The I guys the that guys, are on the team think, that he's 4-5 with, the players, these are the guys he recruited. And some of the issues we had has been McElwain guys as well. It goes both ways. Some of the mm-hmm. older guys that he just keep playing and he's played since his tenure – were older McElwain guys as well. So that that went both ways. I think Dan Mullen has some some guys he's recruited that can play, but he has that seniority thing. I don't think he just – McElwain just out-recruited him and got more playmakers. No, nah, his playmakers are young boys, and he got them on the bench. Yeah. No, I'd agree. Let's 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 bring this back real quick before we, we talk about these, these firings just because it's – obviously something that we want to dive in really deeply about anything else you guys want to talk about this South Carolina game before we, um, before we move on to obviously. No, he just deserved That's, that's a fireable game. Yeah. Getting fucking blowed out by, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, I mean. Getting blown out by South Carolina is a fireable offense. Like he shouldn't, he shouldn't to me in my, in my mind, he shouldn't have been on an airplane on the way back to Gainesville. (laughs) You should not be the head coach here. Like him for this to happen. For all that shit to go down that we've been dealing with with shitty defensive defensive play, uh, uh, guys not being again lined up like it's obvious shit that that we get called like or the fans get made look like they're crazy and they don't know what they're talking about. The fans was right because you had to fire the guys that we've been bitching about for the last two years. Mm-hmm. I just think all that all that fireable stuff like Universal Force should never even like we don't lose to South Carolina, let alone get blown out. You would have gone a lot, US- a lot of things. Go ahead, you you would you would have gone USC Lane Kiffin just left his ass on the top. Yeah 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 he got to he got to get in the car with you Nick. No 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 no. Yeah no, both no, of y'all would have saw the no, flipped over truck if it was no, up to no, me. No, man. no 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 no. Listen he's gonna be Dan Mullen has the means to procure his own transportation home. He well, doesn't. However he got car. back I don't think he deserved the right to get <laughs> yeah. back on any of our transportation the way he coached the way he's treated this program because he treated like he had better shit to do this fall. We haven't looked prepared prepared a single game dog like this is crazy. The Bama game, the fans, let's get the fans some credit that game. Now that we want to look in hindsight, the fans kept us in that game, made that shit close. How many points did we get the fans? All of them. <laughs> I'll <laughs> say that the Florida, the Florida football team it. has not looked the same since they beat Georgia last season. I wrote, man, I – I don't know what – so all, all LSU week I'm doing uh, like a bunch of media stuff and – you know, in like the pre-show before before you get on the radio, you're talking to the guys, and I'm just like, how how in 18 months has Ed O gone from coach of the year, undefeated season, national championship to like gone, about to get fired? 
And then they kind of like break it down. So I'm sitting there like at halftime and Flora's getting their teeth kicked in. And I'm like, how, how are we here? Mm-hmm. How are we here? One year ago, Florida had just crushed Georgia. That game wasn't competitive. Florida beat the brakes off Georgia. Right. You had a Heisman hopeful, a John Mackey award, eventual John Mackey award winner, a first round receiver in Kadarius Tony. You were a top five team. I'm like, how have we gotten to this point? And I kind of broke it down in a story. Um, it took me forever to kind of break it down. And then I sent it to my boy, uh, Richard Johnson. He's like, mm-hmm. it's really wild when you like write it all out and look at it. And I mean, it's, and I didn't even mention. It almost looked like he was like that great year he was having that. Yo, I'm going to get an NFL job and be out of here. Mm-hmm. He, and then that's that the other thing happen. that bothers me. He wasn't like, listen, he'll go to the NFL if like an opportunity is right. But like that was what happened last year was Jimmy Sexton was negotiating an extension. I ain't it, Nick. This season is just. Jimmy Sexton. This season Sexton tells me that he had better shit to crazy. do this fall and it wasn't the coach and the Gators. You guys are wrong. That was a negotiation tactic that Jimmy Sexton just all he has to do is shoot Adam, Te- Adam Schefter a little text or a little text right before he goes on his little, you know, 30 seconds with Schefter. Schefter says, Dan Mullen's open to going to the NFL. Boom. Contract negotiation. That's leverage. See, I don't, I don't think what, what, if, if the Jack, if the Jacksonville Jaguars would have come to Dan Mullen and said, Hey, we've got the most cap space of any NFL team. We have the number one pick. Go and get whatever quarterback you want. Here's the keys. I think Dan Mullen would have gone. But like I, I said many times, it takes two to tango. I want to date Jennifer Aniston. I don't think that's reciprocated. I don't think any NFL team wanted Dan Mullen last year, and they certainly are not going to want him well, after this Well, they certainly didn't want him at the end of the season. But I, I think at, at one point last season, you know, Florida sitting, what, 7-1, and one, you know, before the LSU game, 8-1. and one. Um, I, don't, I don't think his star was ever brighter for the NFL, right? I think that yeah, he's a guy one. that – if the opportunity became available, I think that he would much rather be in the NFL than college football. Right. I don't think that the opportunity exists, existed for him before. And I think if there was an opportunity last year was going to be that chance, you know, they, you know, have a, 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 a weird game that they should have never even been in a battle with against LSU last season. They, they come back, you see some fire in the, the team's eyes against, you know, Alabama. They end up coming short. They completely lay an egg. He completely bombs the press conference before and after the game. He has a weird offseason. He has all sorts of issues. This entire season, the team has never once looked prepared except for maybe that Alabama game, and that required a, a complete second half. No, no, comeback. no, 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 no. The fans were prepared, Dan. <laughs> well, the fans were prepared. So. But, but outside of that, at no point since then, Nick, has Florida looked like a team that should be coached by a guy that should have ever been considered by the NFL, coordinated by coaches that should be coordinators at the college or anywhere above, and have position coaches that I still wonder to this day how they're in the position that they're in. <laughs> I love that. Huh? Um, well, follow us on YouTube for that reaction. Well, uh, recruiting's an issue, and th- another issue was Todd Grantham, and I think he created a pretty toxic work environment for the people that he was around this last year. You mean the guy uh, that ten years ago did a throat slash to Chaz Henry is a guy that could create a toxic work environment? You know, a leopard doesn't change its stripes, Dan. A wise man once told me that. Hmm. Um, I, I I had it confirmed with with multiple sources. So I uh, that elaborate sure. on toxic work environment. Like what what is doing is he? Um, um 
it, so so it starts with this with uh, slap nut slap butt. What he's playing like, when Florida Florida was Florida was so going, many direction toxic it goes. So I want to be clear. <laughs> no, there's no sexual harassment in the workplace. What oh, are we okay, doing okay, here? Um, when when Michigan was coming for uh, Christian Robinson, Florida was the reason Florida was fine and letting C Rob walk was they were talking with Charlie strong and Charlie strong was going to come and be a co DC and he was going to coach linebackers. He had to talk to Ty Grantham. Ty Grantham said, this is my effing defense. Don't care what title you get. That's gone. Now that's why C Rob gets a raise. Hey, well, we're not getting him. Let's bring C Rob back. Make sure he comes back to Gainesville. Um, Looking for a new quarterbacks coach. They bring T Rob in. It's going to be the same deal. Hey, you're going to be co-DC and you're going to coach the corners. Cool. Talk to Todd. Same conversation. My effing defense. Don't care what your title is. T-Rob out. Those are two guys. T-Rob for sure. I don't know uh, how Charlie is still recruiting, um, but T-Rob for sure. Guys that would have helped you recruiting now, next year, as long as they're there. Going to help you recruiting. Um, And and then just uh, I'm getting – people telling me just toxic to the point, just you can't even have a conversation with them, just yelling at people, belittling people. Um, I think, I think uh, he should have gotten, he should have gotten rid of Todd Grantham in 2020. We're talking about spilled milk at this point, but he should have gotten rid of Todd Grantham after, after 2020. Um, And and things were just getting bad in the building with Todd. Um. I, I'm, I'm sad to hear that this can't. is coming out right now, but right. But I just can't. I can't like believe in this this guy again. Like I don't believe. Like you figure. Like how do you let all this go on under your watch? It's a lot going yeah. on, man. Um, a lot of inept play. A lot of incompetence. Like we we watch this team line up on a Saturday, and it looks like they don't know what's going on several years in a row. Uh, and you just let that keep going out of loyalty. He said in his presser today. He, I mean, he is. He is. Look at his. Look at. I mean, John. He-, he and John Hevesy been together twenty years. Well, who cares about his loyalty, well, also, bro? Like, this I is mean, the University of Florida, bro. Like, we don't care about your friendship with Todd Grantham. Yeah. That's that's crazy. You got a job to do here, bro. People pay you a lot of money to run a a, a franchise. I think he's also. Trying and you gonna to keep s- a friend? Like, what are we talking about here, bro? I, I think he's also trying to sell. Remember, I, I mean, I said I said already. This is gonna be a hard job. You're. Whoever you're trying to sell this job to, they they're not dumb. They know, like, yo, if we have a bad year next year, Dan's out, I'm out of a job. So, like, why do I need to come there? Dan's, I think, in saying that and in pointing that he wasn't lying about it. He is loyal to a fault, but he's trying to make that job more attractive to whoever he's going to offer it to at some point because he's offering them a chance to potentially come and get fired with him is is what he's going to be offering because Dan Mullen will be on the hot seat. Um and listen, if Florida goes up to Tacoma, if they go up to Columbia, Missouri, and, and show up like they did in Columbia, South Carolina, Dan Mullen won't be hiring a defensive coordinator, in my opinion. Yeah, no, and, and I was just, I was going to say that. And before before we we get onto this this topic, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Uh, visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Uh, use promo code Stadium and Gale get fifteen percent off softest and best retro gear uh, that you could possibly find. It's the holiday season. Uh, Christmas time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, non-celebratory holidays, birthdays, uh, Thanksgiving presents, Nick's whatever you might this year. Yeah, uh, whatever you might need, 
Uh, go go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, use promo code STADIUM and GALE for 15% off. Um, no, Nick, I think what you said there at the end uh, before I had to interrupt for an ad break there is, is truly correct. And I, I spoke to a, a good source and I put it in our chat earlier today that there is a uh, there is a very high uh, likelihood that if Florida loses another game this season to I, I don't think that they'll lose to Sanford. I know I've said that two weeks in a row that I don't think Florida will lose. I'm pretty confident about this one. If Florida loses to either Missouri or Florida State to end the season. Uh, I think that there is a greater chance than not that Dan Mullen is not the head coach of the Florida football program next year. Yeah, I don't like. You just got to go. <laughs> so, so it's just like, so it's like I like that. So, <laughs> no, no, I, just, I don't, I don't. At this point, I mean, I was ready last week, bro. It's just like I just know when, when somebody's not bought in, they don't care about something. Um, like Shane Beamer didn't have more talent than us. Like all these takes what? about recruiting that we've been spending so much time on. Shane Beamer did not have more talent. He just cared more. Yeah. They're like a team that like they would they they look bought in. The players had energy. They didn't look flat. Our players look like flat, like they ain't care. Like they ain't want to tackle nobody. They ain't want to be out there. They ain't want to play for this coach. That team quit. And I don't know how you get a team that quit to rally rally that shit back. Like we just we just playing for funsies right now until we get another head coach. Cause right now Dan ain't the guy. We gotta find a head coach. Are you having bro. fun? We're playing for funsies. Are you having fun? We're losing the thumb war. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not having fun, bro. That rope it, that rope ten, ten, Out of technicalities, we're not playing for any yeah. any jewelry or any trophy. So we playing for funsies until we go get a real head coach. Yeah. This we're, is not the standard, fam. You better for, hope. You better hope the Duke's Mayo Bowl doesn't. We're hear playing you for say mayonnaise that. jars. Yeah, Jeez. buddy. I mean, it's like lowly. Everybody gets a carry. You know, like everybody gets an opportunity. The bigger Except kids Damian play first. Pierce, he doesn't get a carry. Yeah, say so yeah, because y'all y'all <laughs> did that. Nick and his friends went to the presser. And they talked crazy and said Damian Pierce was good. Damn. Oh, man. Let's get out of the logistics out of the way. Wait, can uh, we get Trey? Bro, can we no, get- that first half when Damian Pierce would get no carries, dog, that's all I could think about. I was like, yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just punking us. This is a prank. Dan's in the headset. He's like, yo, what's Nick tweeting? He wants Pierce? Damian, in the locker room. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show him. That. I'll show that little guy. <laughs> um, we need a Traeger yeah. sponsorship so Silk can, you know, wheel around that grill. Uh, on Broadway when we go to the Music yeah. City Bowl. Let's, let's run Malik Davis right up the middle again, uh, right to the tackle box. Um, so John Hevis, the offensive line coach, as we talked about, has been fired. Uh, defensive coordinator Todd Grantham has also been fired. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Hevesy, man. Hevesy probably woke up and was like, what did I have to do with that shit? Yeah. <laughs> John Hevesy uh, was fired on a day where a guy that was more hated than him also got fired. So he's escaped a lot of the uh, – the discussion uh, Christian right. Robinson is going to be taking over defensive play calling. I want to get your guys thoughts on that in a second. Paul Pasqualoni, former head coach at Syracuse. Uh, he was at the Detroit lions who has been serving as the official assistant to the head coach is going to take an on the field role for the remainder of the 2021 season. Uh, and then Michael Soleni, uh, who is a graduate assistant in his second year at the program is going to work with the offensive line for the rest of the year. Uh, so Silk, I want to get your thoughts on Christian Robinson uh, taking over defensive play calling surprise to you. Um, another troll um, job by Dan Mullen to get uh, Todd Grant or uh, a Todd Grantham protege taken over. I was surprised at first. Uh, but then I looked at, I mean, it started a lot of like Dan Mullen, old trades pop up. He's been here the longest out of everybody on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. You got to, you know, I told you, you got to wait your turn. 
So I, I wasn't surprised, but considering everybody on, on that staff that has previous uh, play calling and, and uh, uh, did it's that only, did only that crime before. has play calling. Yeah, should have gave it a crime. In my crime, opinion, crime, should, should, should have crime, crime might have washed his hands with that. He goes, "You kidding me? This mess? No way! Don't I put more responsibility?" I doubt that. Those, those guys love that opportunity to get to call some shit, and yeah. hope, hopefully, somebody. That's how Larry Scott got his job right now by by doing shit like that. I, but um, ahead, I do I do like it from a standpoint of I seen my man Randy tweet this that um the young boys and the and the players on the team will will, will play for Christian Robson mm-hmm. from an energy standpoint. So I'm not mad at it from that mm-hmm. standpoint. I viewed it um, – well, first off, I, I, I really like Christian Robinson um, a, as a person, um, and, and I think he'll be a good coach. I think he's, he's really young. I mean, he's younger than us. He's 31 right. years old. Um, I, last year when Dan made Brian offensive coordinator, um, not to get, like, racial, but, like, it's hard for – like, black guys aren't getting, like, head coaching jobs. Like, if you look around the NCAA, right. look around the NFL, there aren't a lot of black head coaches – and you're certainly not going from Dan Mullen's quarterback coach where you're not even like, what are you even doing? Dan's coaching the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So Dan gave Brian an opportunity. Hey, you're going to call plays this year. You're going to be the Florida Gators offensive coordinator, and that's going to help the rest of your career. This is a great experience, um, a great experience for, for Christian to get a chance to, to run the show, get out of Todd Grantham's um, shadow and, Listen, uh, Christian Robinson may or may not be back next year, depending on who the, they hire as defensive coordinator. This is going to help him in his career, and I think Dan is giving him an opportunity, um, kind of like he gave Brian Johnson an opportunity. So I know everyone's mad at Dan, but I think this is a good move, at least from a, a, like a human aspect, for Dan Mullen to tap Christian Robinson and give him this opportunity. Listen, it could go terribly. He played for Todd Grantham. He's GA'd for Todd Grantham. Um He's coached under Todd if Grantham. It might just be Todd Grantham 2.0, but yeah. it's it, it for me uh, liking Christian on a personal level. I I like the move because I think it's a, a good. It, let, let's 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 be honest. Like, is Florida br- going to break the course record? You know, like, hey, should I try to get on the green over the water in two here on this par five? Oh, I don't know. You're about to break the course. It, you're, you're four and five. Who cares? Who's calling the plays? I I saw so many people angry. It's like, what are, you, what are you playing for at this point? Like, yeah, just get to a bowl game so you can have the bowl practices. I don't understand, like, the, the outrage at, at the, that I saw today on, on the timeline about Christian Robinson calling plays. I get it because his room has looked terrible, right? Well, well, so, yeah, like, but, like, what are you playing for right now? What are you protecting? Like, what, what, who cares but, who's calling but, defensive plays? Well, but let, I, let my I, mood call defensive play. But I think that that's I think that that's part like, of the like, problem. It's been quite Nick. a shit show, but losing to Sanford would be just like way over the top. I still got to do the roll up, fam. I, I don't I don't think that Florida's going <laughs> to only spend so much. That's right. Um, I don't I don't think Nick it has necessarily anything to do with why not give him a shot. I think it has everything to do with kind of what you see as just a, another just another decision that you just kind of scratch your, your head at. Right. Um, yes. Christian Robinson's been there the longest by one year over David Turner, you know, crime dog has experience at defense coordinator. Paul Pasqualoni was a NFL coach, right. Um, you know, David Turner was with uh, uh, Dan Mullen at Mississippi state for a few years before, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's just one of those things that you just, you just kind of scratch your head when you think of, 
the alternatives. You know, it's the same way we kind of scratched our head with Garrick McGee and Jules Montaner and, you know, some of the other decisions that have been made, you just kind of scratch your head and it just, you wonder what thought went behind it. I'm not saying that C Rob is a bad coach. I'm not saying that he's not a guy that could potentially, you know, be a great defensive coordinator one day potentially I think what Silk said is it rings true though you know in the four years that he's been there Florida has struggled at linebacker right outside of Christian Robinson probably being your only good recruiter which like is pretty like bad thing to say there's not like a lot of merit to like what Christian Robinson's done as a coach at Florida and to get promoted into a role is just a, a head scratcher I like it. I was in the minority, big time. Yeah, I like it, but all the other guys are black too, Nick. So he could have <laughs> so many like and so many other black guys he could have got that off for him, man. I just thought like Dan, like Dan was saying, like those type of role, I think you gotta be deserving of things, not just because of the time. Same thing with the players that are playing just because they've been there longer. Like if you're not the best, you don't deserve. And it's just like the same culture. Like you just cause it's your turn. That's shitty culture, and he's just re regurgitating that same culture back in with this one, one more time. It'd have been wild if he was like, "Yo, Billy Gonzalez is our new defensive coordinator." I'll, yeah, let Billy here. call it. Yeah. <laughs> Receivers been better than linebackers. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, you guys got your hot boards ready. I'm going through my mentions right now. I, I've, I've hired uh, the timeline. Let me go. I, I'm, actually, I'm actually writing it. Let me go grab my laptop because I'm on the desktop here. Right okay, there. perfect. Well, right, Nick, well, we just got to hire you, people on the timeline, fam. While, while you do that, hey, the timeline is called uh, the Grantham thing, the Hevesy thing, the Knox thing, the yeah, recruiting thing, the Dan Mullen thing, the Scott Strickland thing. They, they've called a lot of that stuff out before. Um, this, before. Is, this show is for the fans, bro. That's right. It's a fan um, show. Anyway, That's my uh, sources, my sources, yeah. the fans. Uh, so let's give a shout out to our friends over at Game Time Sidekicks, Game Time Sidekicks uh, .com for all of your stainless steel and vacuum sealed uh, drinkware, whether it's a shaker cup, whether it's a, uh, a Yeti style looking cup, uh, whether it's a, a cup for your coffee or a, a cup for your uh Diet Coke, whatever the case might be, visit GameTimeSidekicks.com. Over 350 different uh, licensed products that you can buy from college football to golf uh, to professional uh, soccer, things of that nature. Go visit them, GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% off of your order. Uh, Silk, I know that you drink out of them. Nick, I know, does too. I drink. Uh, I bring one to work every day with me. So give, visit GameTimeSidekicks.com. Use promo code STADIUM and get 10% off of your order. Uh, so obviously, as we said, we're going to dive a little bit into the, some defensive uh, coordinator hot boards and what Florida uh, might do. Um, Silk, uh, before Nick uh, comes back, any initial uh, folks uh, before we answer this question that you don't want to be considered? Is there anybody that you uh, are tired of hearing the name of? I don't want Charlie Strong. Shout out to Charlie. Not mad at Charlie, but I just think the game's passed a lot of these older dudes. Um, Gene Chesick, I do not want. Um, who Kevin else do? Steele, I do not want. No, nah, I don't care, man. He's just been around the SEC too long. I think it's like a lot of these guys get like like Grantham. Guys around the league, these offensive coordinators not to beat you. You've been around too long. 
So I, I like some of the fresh faces. Um, let me get my my board together. So um, I'll say this: the um, Jeff Collins was a defensive coordinator for Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. He's oh, currently, he's currently that is. Coach at, I, I'm just hold on, Nick. Um, he's currently the head coach of Georgia Tech. Uh, there's a chance that he could get fired. I don't see uh, that uh, reunion happening uh, for a variety of any reasons. reunions. Uh, I don't think much champs is an option either. Yeah, uh, I don't see. I don't think Muschamp is is an option either. Um, uh, Manny Diaz is not likely going to get fired from Miami, which is great news. Uh, so he likely won't uh, end up uh, at Florida. Uh, and uh, Todd Grantham. So those are the offensive core, pardon me, defensive coordinators that served with Dan Mullen uh, at Mississippi State. And I, I don't envision a, a reunification with any of those. Uh, so, like you said, Will Muschamp will not be coming back to the University of Florida. Um, I don't see Charlie Strong coming back to the University of Florida uh, in that capacity as well. I expect uh, from everything that I'm hearing uh, a completely different uh, set of names to be uh, potentially attached here. Um, Doug Belt is a name that came up quite a bit. I like him. Um, Gerard Mayo, guy that played in the SEC, uh, oh, yeah. linebacker coach Tennessee, for the right? Patriots. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't mind him at all either. Uh, if you want to go young, a guy that doesn't recruit now, but – those that take those young guys, then they they recruit easily young black guys like that. Um, those are two names that popped out that I like off, off the rip. There's a lot of other names. Um, trying to so remember. let's let's hold on one second. So before so Gerard Mayo is a former Patriots linebacker. He's now the inside linebackers coach for the Patriots. He's 35 years old. Uh, played at the University of Tennessee. Played in the NFL for for a number of years was selected 10th overall in the 2008 NFL draft. Uh, again, a guy that uh, I think his entire coaching career has been uh, with the Patriots. Uh, yep. He was hired by the Patriots in 2019 uh, to be their um, inside linebackers coach. So that is the first name. So what was the second name that you mentioned? Uh, Doug Belk. So Doug Belk, I believe is with Houston, correct? Correct. Yep. So Doug Belk, associate head coach, defensive coordinator uh, at Houston right now. Doug Belk is a guy uh, who was a former uh, safeties coach as well, uh, worked at Valdosta, uh, Valdosta State, pardon me, Alabama, uh, West Virginia as their quarterbacks coach and has been Houston uh, where since um, you know, Dana Holgerson went over to Houston from West Virginia. Uh, he was hired as a co-defensive coordinator, uh, then given the uh, title of associate head coach. Uh, now he also coaches safeties. That's a big name and a, a name that I know a lot of guys are, are clamoring for. A young guy, uh, black former player at Carson Newman, which is a Christian college, uh, but a, a tenacious recruiter and known to be a definitely a rising star in the business. Um, you're, you're Jeff Collins. I think that's, that's my, my perfect scenario. Like if he gets fired, um, like Jeff Collins can call it defense. Um, Dan Mullen likes hiring friends. I think if Jeff Collins is available, that's who, and, and wants to come back to Florida, that's who Dan Mullen will hire. Um, some retreads. What about, I, what about Pruitt? Y'all like Pruitt? No. I, I think I, like it, I just don't think he gets a job. I wouldn't mind Pruitt could recruit his ass off and he could call a defense and he could shake some things up between like with Bama and Georgia. I, I, I think some like of the Tennessee recruit. things still kind of hang over. Yeah, for sure. Culturally. Yeah, he's going to be suing the the, the university. Um, he's 
uh, handing out money in McDonald's bags. Uh, that's uh, yeah, a little more baggage. That, you can do it now. That's a little more baggage than Florida. Uh, but you, you can, you can hand out money in McDonald's bags. You know where to find the money at now. So we need yep. to get the NIL that. It's an NIL deal in the McDonald's. Right. That's, that's right. That's right. right. Um, some retreads. I think Kevin Steele, he's currently unemployed, um, was Auburn, mm-hmm. D.C. Um, Auburn, something there with Florida is um, Auburn still owes him $4.1 million over the next two years. So uh, Florida, I think it's built into the contract that Florida can't offer him, you know, $10,000 because Auburn has to, mm-hmm. you know, it's subtracted whatever Auburn owes him. You have to pay him like market value, but you wouldn't have to pay him you know, the $1.8 million that you're paying Ty Grantham and you can get Kevin Steele, um, a retread. Can you get Gene Chizik? But, but, but Florida, Florida, one second, Nick, Florida had the chance to hire Kevin Steele last year. No, to be a position coach, to be an analyst. And they passed on that opportunity is my understanding. Correct. Um, I, I don't know. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. But I, I did remember, uh, hearing that at the time. Then we discussed that a little bit. Um, yeah, but he was a name that came good. up. Uh, Gene Chizik. Um, Gene Chizik. Played linebacker at Florida. Obviously, uh, was a head coach. Um, I had Doug Belk on my list that that Silk yep. mentioned. Um, you want to hit him where it hurts? Go get Dan Lanning from from Georgia. He's a co DC of Georgia. I think the issue with him is that he's going to be a head coach soon. Yeah. Um, so you might get Dan Lanning for two years, and then he might get a head coaching job somewhere else. That's um, what you need him for. He's thirty five years old, young. Um, Another kind of retread, but I like John Heacock. Haycock, I don't know how to say it, mm. but he's 61 years old. He's Iowa State's defensive coordinator. Not interested. Um, <laughs> Mike Tressel. Ah, son uh, of embattled uh, Youngstown State coach Jim Tressel. Yes, uh, him. I like Tim DeRuder. He's the DC at Oregon. Um, and I like Brian Newbuyer, who is Navy's DC. I think Navy is historically bad this year, um, but having watched two of their games, they—I mean, it, it probably makes sense, you know, being it's an academy. They—they are—they uh, are disciplined. Um, they don't miss tackles. Um, I don't think their defense is the reason, you know, that they're losing games. He'd be an interesting um, guy to look at. I don't know if he'll even be—if they'll kick the tires on him. But just so I'll put on probably my uh, my initial. Hot board. Those are the guys I have. So I'll say this. I think that Florida is going to have to go uh, with somebody uh, that is looking for a step up and looking for a defensive coordinator opportunity, maybe a linebackers coach, maybe a uh, defensive line coach that's looking to take that that next step up in their career uh, or a retread. I think it's going to be tough to go into, uh, you know, an Iowa State. uh, You know, I I saw some people throw around Joe Rossi's name over at Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I think that when you look at some of these schools that are, are doing well, enough um i think that they're that the opportunity is not good enough for them to leave uh to come to florida now what we can say you know florida is obviously a better program than iowa state minnesota that's not at all what we're arguing what we're arguing is that you know do you leave a position where you've got a lot of political capital and the ability to be in a pretty stable role for a chance that if it doesn't work out with dan mullen that you're then looking now Obviously, they're all talented enough and can be able to go get other jobs, but there's only 120, what, six defensive coordinator opportunities in college football. So 
you know, what are the chances? So, um, you know, I know some people have thrown a name around the name Marquand Manuel. That is a name that I think will forever be tied to University of Florida. Um, you know, defensive coaching, you know, search former DC of the Falcons. Uh, I believe he's with the Jets right now. I don't see that move being he's the, made. Although, he's the defensive Kerwin Bell. He will although, always, always and forever be tied. I, I will say this. This would probably be the first time that I could ever potentially see it because he did take a step down. Now, Marcon Manuel has never coached in college, uh, I don't believe. So I, I don't know if I ever see it. But if there ever was a chance, a guy that used to be a DC at two different spots, now back to a position coach, maybe. But I don't necessarily uh, see uh, that happening either. Um, another name that I have heard uh, being thrown around, uh, Jim Knowles, a uh, guy from Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State's doing really well. Um, so those are, and I think that, that we've pretty much hit on a lot of the big names. I, I still think that Florida's going to probably go after a position coach that uh, is looking to take a next step up, though. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, on paper, I don't want that. I want an established guy that got like a reputation, can hit the trail, uh, maybe get us some guys out of the portal and also finish up with a good recruiting class. Um, so I would like a guy that got a reputation and, and a track record and not a, a like a position coach. Uh, I wouldn't mind a position coach out of the NFL. If it's someone like the Patriots, like Gerard Mayo, um, that makes sense. Um, but a regular position coach off of even, I wouldn't mind poaching Bama's in, 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 or um, – Georgia staff. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I mentioned Dan Lanning, and then Dan, and then Dan just said that, and I'm like, why the hell would Dan Lanning leave a co DC at Georgia to come and join Dan Mullen on a ship that's on fire while sinking? Because guys are competitive and want to be head coaches one day. He'll yeah. be a head coach if he stays at Georgia. Uh, I'll, I don't I'll think say- so. Like, how long? Like, be like, like two it, years, three years. He'll get a head coaching so? job. Yeah. Or he, so can go that, to, or he can go to Florida. Uh, so they can we, have a terrible 2022, and he can get fired with everyone else. Soka, I, I want you to hit on that that point, and I know that we we kind of cut you off there, but about why a coach might want to leave. I think that you were on to something about the competitive piece of it, uh, about why you guys want to call their own defense. Everybody know that's Kirby's defense. Yeah, it's like it's like like um like an offensive coordinator. I'm trying to think like Will Muschamp did with Nick Saban and he went to go be the def- defense coordinator at Texas because you got to call your own defense to for, for like an ego standpoint and say it's mine um but I just think from that standpoint it's going to be attractive to 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 take that shit show what our defense looks like to be able to compete in the SEC at one of the premier jobs for the defense coordinator jobs get you head coaching jobs in the NFL uh if you look at Dan Quinn or Charlie Strong, anybody else that got head coaching jobs in college football. It's just a, it's a it's a big job. It's not a small job. Um, and as long as you dare, people still think it's Kirby's defense with landing. Like it, I think Florida, if he can make Florida defense pop, is a quicker route to a head coaching job than waiting a few years at Georgia for somebody to be convinced that it's not Kirby's defense. That's a good point. Yeah, no, no, I like that. Now I don't necessarily think they'll leave, um, but I, I think that you you make a good point. Uh, just in, in general uh, there. So um, I don't see anybody from the current staff, right? I don't see Kevin Steele um, obviously getting the role if he didn't get it now. Um, I don't think that C-Rob is going to be put into that role. I do think that Florida is going to try 
Now, do you think C. Rob best case scenario? C. Rob wins out. Uh, great defense shuts out every team left on the schedule, and, and all these teams are mid. But he shuts out everybody. They don't score a single point. Do you give him a look at defense coordinator if you guys are making a hire? No. I think there's too. I think there's too much riding on the line. I, I because I, I don't. I don't think the body of work that he's done. It was worth the promotion salary increase that he got last year, nor do I think it's worth him getting that spot next year. I think that there's too much riding on Florida success next year to hope that your defensive coordinator called good plays against a really crappy Sanford team, a very down Missouri team and an FSU team that I'm worried about Florida losing to right now, but I, I don't think it's enough. They don't. I think that you need to start completely fresh. University of Florida is not uh, a learning on the job type of place. So, well, uh, we did hire him to be our linebackers coach at seventy thousand dollars a year. So, hey, that's uh, saving money, cutting corners there. Uh, He's making much more than that now. So, no, but I mean, linebackers coach is different than being the defensive coordinator. Um, So, no, I don't think. Um, I would give him the op- give him that 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 job title, even if they finish the year, uh, you know, perfect. Now, is it? Would you, if you were a defensive coordinator, is there anybody you know on this staff? Just you know, Joe Schmo, generic defensive coordinator. Is there anybody on that defensive side of the ball that you would uh, potentially want to keep? Everybody um, got to go, even the mops and brooms, like whatever. They, everybody got to go. Yeah. Even the laminated laminated play sheets have got to go. Yeah, yeah, get that out of here too. You know, yeah, I, I would keep crime, and and I don't know. I think crime is a good recruiter, can be a good recruiter. I don't know if David Turner is a good recruiter. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of lot shifted on him recently, huh? But I think Kev, uh, Kelvin Bolden handles a lot and helps him a lot when he can. Obviously, he can't go out and recruit. Um, friend of the show. Kevin Kelvin Bolden. Right. Um, so I think uh, I think I would leave Turner because I think he's I think he's got a, a, a great development. Um, those would be the two. That's it. Okay. Silk. No, I'm not keeping nobody, man. I think I think in a lot of a lot of like when you switching culture and you're trying to fix culture, it can't be a lot of holdover. And one of the things like in hindsight is always 2020, but uh, we just got there's some holdover on our staff and not, a lot of it's not even, and I, one of our problems is not just on the field. I think off the field is something we're not talking about, but I think like some of the off the field staff is carry over from last regimes. And I think some of that carryover culture could be a thing. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of times you just got to cut bait and just start all the way over from scratch with new energy and a fresh, a real fresh start from top to bottom. Um, and on that, on that side of the ball, I would like not to fire any off the field guys, but I think that's something they need to look at as far as culture wise because the recruiting's not hitting, there's no chemistry in it. Um, so now I want now I want to jump into recruiting and, and get like uh, sidetracked, but now nah, I wouldn't keep anybody on that side of the ball. I think you need whatever new guy comes, they need to bring in fresh faces. I agree. I think you got a whole whole new staff. I think that you need to make a lot of changes in the recruiting department too. We can talk about that in a bit too, but the, the defensive side of the ball seems 
under-equipped. There's been a lot of misses. There's been a, la- a lack of development kind of across the board, even with your highly recruited and, and highly rated guys that are being recruited by your Alabamas, your Georgias, your LSUs, your Clemsons, the teams that are are winning, you know, trophies are recruiting these same guys that, that aren't making the field uh, or aren't making plays on the field. And, and so I think that you need a, a complete, you know, refresh. There's nobody now. Uh, and I think if you would have asked me a year and a half ago in this situation, I'd be like, you absolutely have to keep David Turner, right? I think that David Turner is a, a guy that we thought was, rec- was recruiting well, attracting talent, um, developing talent well. I think that that's kind of fallen off a bit. I think that you, you know, no slight to him. I think that he's going to be able to earn a lot of money somewhere else, but I, I think you need a complete uh, new refresh uh, there. Any other thoughts on the defensive side of the ball before we get uh, to the offensive line? No, no. Right. So, this is what so, it is. I don't, yeah. have, I don't have any more deep takes, anything about it. Let's get to the offensive line. Um, what you got? Haters, yeah, John Hevesy, uh, 50 year old John Hevesy leaves after spending uh, his entire career uh, with Dan Mullen since 2001. I believe they were GAs at Syracuse together as well. Nick, is that true or? I'm trying to look it up real quick. Let's see. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. No, they, they missed each other by a no. year. Somebody was wrong. Um, I think it was Bruce Feldman that said that. So anyway, they spent 2001 at Bowling Green together, Utah, Florida, uh, Mississippi State, and now at uh, uh, at Florida again together. Uh, so 20 years of, of uh, his life together. John Hevesy is out the door. Uh, removes all – uh, connection to the University of Florida and Dan Mullen immediately. Uh, it is my understanding after talking to a few folks that it was understood that John Hevesy would not return to next or would not return next season uh, under any circumstance. Uh, but uh, the, there apparently was uh, a lot of anger that this happened now uh, and not before the uh, uh, not after the expiration of the contract, just from a, an embarrassment perspective is, is what I'm hearing. But 100 uh, percent. With that being said, uh, Gators are looking to fill uh, a position, at least one position, uh, on the offensive line. Uh, the name that that has been thrown around a lot is a name that I've thrown around. Phil Trotwine, a guy that played from the Gators from 2004 to 2008, uh, is the current offensive core, our offensive line coach at Penn State. Uh, was previously with Steve Adazio at Boston College. Uh, now serves with James Franklin, like I said, at Penn State. Uh, an up-and-comer in the name, uh, or in the game, pardon me, known as a as a good recruiter. Uh, Penn State's offensive line, I, I will admit, is struggling uh, this year, but but all in all, a guy that that I've touted. Uh, any other names that you guys have heard uh, being connected to this position? Now I can get an O-line consider. board together. I didn't ask the timeline, hire an agency <laughs> about O-line, but Trotwin is just a gator and a guy that can recruit. Um, I've seen somebody comparing the stats of, of Penn State and their rushing game and all that. I don't know how that compares to everybody else in the country, and that's how you should line up offensive line coaches. Um, but Phil is a guy that we all familiar with that I wouldn't mind being back in the orange and blue uh, on the trail. Nick, have you put together any names? I have not put together any offensive line names. O line board is, is just like a sick board to put together. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's, that position is definitely going to be a guy that that most of, of us probably don't know. Right. Yeah, this is that's a. I think you're a real sicko if you're if you're a fan and you've got your O line. If you've like you've got like a, a seven deep O line board, I'm like, what? I don't even know who some of these offensive line. Co- I couldn't tell you who's arc, who. 
I guess our, Sam Pittman's probably coaching our Arkansas O line, but yeah. I couldn't tell you who uh, Alabama's offensive line coach is. No um, idea. I believe it's a uh, former uh, offensive uh, or former NFL head coach, uh, Bill O'Brien. Is it not? Is he the O line coach? He's the offensive coordinator. What what do I know? Um, <laughs> Alabama offense. So this is great, uh, great radio. Great radio. Uh, offensive line. Uh, there's a name that I'm going to mention to you guys here in a second that you guys will know. Doug, uh, Doug Marone. Ah, uh, yes. As I as I mentioned, uh, former NFL. Yep. Um, uh, wait, no, he was Syracuse, right? The Syracuse head coach. No, no, he was, he was Jags, with the Jaguars. Jags head coach. Yeah, look at that. Two two NFL head coaches on the Nick Saban uh, line uh, or uh, offensive side of the ball. Um, all, all the 904 fans are loudly cursing at me, not because I dissed their city, but because I forgot their former head coach. Um, let's see. Um, Brent Key is a guy that, that Gator fans might be familiar with. He's a guy that used to be at UCF. Uh, that was connected a lot when Will Muschamp was the head coach uh, at Florida as a guy that that might come. I think even when Jim McElwain was here as a guy that might be connected has been. He's a 41 years old, but has been a graduate assistant or coach for 20 years, uh, which is which is hard to believe. He's a guy um, that that a lot of people have uh, mentioned. Again, not a, a ton of connection to Dan Mullen other than uh, working for Jeff Collins uh, right now. Stacy Searles uh, from he's at North Carolina right now. Uh, he's been connected. He's been in the SEC for a long time. Uh, been around, has been mentioned. Uh, was connected with. Uh, Will Muschamp uh, in this job uh, a number of years ago. Uh, Phil Trotwine, who we mentioned, uh, and then Ed Wariner, who's with FAU, but he's the former offensive line coach at Michigan, is another guy. Uh, but again, like Silk said, like Nick said, uh, takes a special type of, of sickness to create an offensive line hot board right now. <laughs> Outside of Phil Trotwine, of course. <laughs> yeah. Just a familiarity. Um, it's a guy that, that I've wanted for a good little while now. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Nobody has no idea like what Dan, but that is it, it feels interesting because that, that, that seat is just as high as in Penn State, right? Right. Um, you're pretty much looking at the same type of job security at both spots. So um I wouldn't mind if Dan was to reach out to to him to see what's up. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. I thought I thought hindsight, I thought Dallas Baker should have got a shot on the off the field at the very minimum as last yeah. year. Getting former guys that Want to be here and want to produce, like promote and recruit this product. They play here, uh, similar to Rat. I thought he should have got a shot as well. So any any games that we can get back on that that hat, that's qualified, let's get them back. You bring Robert Gillespie back, uh, Marquand Manuel back, Dallas Baker back. Just bring them all back. That'll make the timeline happy. Bro, I saw, I saw somebody. I I hope it was a joke. Want to fire Dan wasn't. Mullen? And hire Tim Tebow to be the next head coach of the. Oh University yeah, that was that was the third on their list, right? As a wild, wild. I like that. I don't know. I should stop that. <laughs> Looks so like it can't be much worse. <laughs> stop it. He's gonna be mad oh. if we lose. Nick, you're trying to tell me you don't think Tim Tebow could? Be I do not want Tebow. FAU, I don't nobody think that's a real take about it. Like it's still tripping. Yeah, yeah, he could with a helmet on. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll uh, another parting thought is I think this will be one of the first times Dan has to go with 
with a completely new guy in a, in a long time. He's a guy that, you know, we've talked about uh, on this show. He talked about it in his press conference. He's a guy that believes in a lot of loyalty. He hasn't had a lot of staff turnover. Uh, I was trying to, to look and uh, I ran out of time, but I think he's had to hire less than eight, uh, you know, new people, you know, during his time as, as head coach. Uh, he's not fired a lot of people. He's not had a lot of people leave, um, you know, in his in his time. And a lot of times, you know, when a coach does leave, they do end up coming back, you know, a David Turner or Billy Gonzalez, um, uh, Todd Grantham. Well, Todd Grantham never left. But anyway, um, you know, ends up hiring guys that he's familiar with. So uh, there's not a lot of guys that Dan Mullen's familiar with that are qualified for the role, which doesn't mean that they won't necessarily be hired anyway, but are, aren't qualified for the role. So I do expect to see a lot of new names that we might not have otherwise seen uh, connected with Dan Mullen. Um, I'll say this, talking to a, a source of mine, uh, Dan Mullen's not necessarily the most attractive coach to work for uh, either. Uh, so that might bring some challenges uh, when it comes to to hiring, when it comes to decision making. Uh, he's just kind of a quirky guy, runs teams, runs, uh, you know, programs differently. So uh, definitely be interesting to see. Uh, but, you know, it's exciting uh, time for for the University of Florida and, you know, at least some new horizons, if not more new horizons are on their way. Do you think Dan Mullen could change or turn over a new leaf and, and flip this thing around? Um We've seen coaches in the past be questioned about where they at. Uh, I think Dabo's one of those guys that's on the fringe of being fired and kind of flipped it, but it's rare. Do you think Dan can flip this thing back around? I do. Mm. Perfect. This is why I love this show. <laughs> because I, mean, I don't. Because I don't. Um, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I, I think I'm definitely in the minority. Um, uh, certainly among fans, I'm definitely in the minority. Um, I still think it, I, I don't know how much of this was forced on Dan. Um, he says it wasn't. Um, I don't know how much of it was forced on him to make a move, whether it was going to be after the end at the end of the year or, or, or do it right now. Um, I think he probably would have done it after the year and was probably told it needs to be done now. Um, so maybe a little bit of both, but to get rid of John Hevesy, whether it's now or later shows me, all right, listen, he's putting more into the, the job and maybe just more into not getting fired than he is into, you know, a a close friendship. Um, Mm -hmm. and listen, it's gotta be a business decision and it's probably not going to feel that way for John Hevesy. It's not going to feel, uh, like business It's going to feel very personal, but it, you have to make a business decision. If you're the head coach, everything falls on your shoulders, falls on your desk. Um, maybe he's changing. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm a sucker. Um, but I think Dan Mullen, if he can get the right people around him, he's never going to be personally that dog in recruiting. So right. you need to surround yourself with dogs who will go and get guys. And then they're going to come to you and say, Hey, I need you to help close on four guys a year. And he needs to be able to sack up and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's capable of changing. And if he get if he can make good hires, um, but and his not hires have been egregious. Yeah. I think he's capable so, of changing. So. Maybe. I don't know. I've said he isn't. I said he has. I'm playing both sides no, no, of the I fence. Feel you. I feel yeah. you. It's just like looking at this track record of who he's hired. Like Jules was just like. Like uninspired, lay, uninspired, and lazy. High when you go get a proven guy that could go bring you in studs right now. 
And if that co-DC you're worried about offending, like, Grantham's feelings, like, who cares about Grantham and his defense? Bro, you the guy in charge. You could be loyal to Grantham and get him some help. Like, bro, I understand it's your defense, yes, but I'm bringing in somebody because I want I want to be successful. It's not about Grantham's ego. And that's the thing that's, that's, like, throwing me off. Like, I like the way when Dan's invested, the way he called plays, the way he could scheme, all that's, like, inspiring, the way he could develop quarterbacks, all that's dope stuff. But his, his – his, reasoning of why why not making changes around here and his arrogance that comes along with it mm-hmm. uh willingness to change even during games um like let alone the whole program he's not willing to change in a game when when it looks like yo I may have a bad game plan or this is not working so I'm just a little reluctant to believe in in this guy going forward because just just don't see it man um yeah and so I agree. I agree with you. And I think the reason I take the take that I did is not um, a, a feeling that I've thought for a long time. It's a new feeling for me uh, that, you know, evaluating, you know, things over the last three or four weeks has shown me uh, that a lot of the hope that I had that Dan Mullen had, um, you know, in this position and being able to be successful in this position have, um, have masked the true identity of who I think that Dan Mullen is. Um, I think that he's a guy that uh, has struggled to make tough decisions. I think that he's a guy that has uh, never really faced adversity the way he has at the university of Florida. I think that it's a guy that uh, hasn't been able to overcome uh, adversity when he's faced it before. And I don't know if he's a guy that, uh, knows how to battle the expectations that he says he knows how to battle. Um, when Mississippi State rose to be number one, you know, in the country, they lost three games in a row. When Florida was eight and one last year with a chance to go to the college football playoff, they lose a terrible game to LSU. They have a player that throws a shoe, uh, and then they basically give up on the rest of the season. Uh, every time that I've seen this team get beat up they don't have the will or the power to battle up against and overcome uh, the issues that are on the field or issues that are facing the program. And I think that that is a coaching and that it is an executive leadership issue, not a player issue. Hmm. Uh, You can say that Florida got beat by Alabama. You can take those two losses out. Florida has lost to a bad South Carolina team, a bad LSU team twice, a bad Kentucky team. They didn't look good against Tennessee. They didn't look good against Vanderbilt. They didn't look good against USF. They didn't look good against FAU. They got blown out by Oklahoma last year. Uh, And for all intents and purposes, when a guy reached success like Dan Mullen did last year, eight and one looking at the NFL, what happened? He had to deal with adversity and what happened, he fell on his face. So that's the issue that I have right now with Dan Mullen and my belief that he can turn this around. Do I hope that he can? Sure. But at the end of the day, I cheer for the orange and blue. I root for the orange and blue. I think that Dan Mullen's a nice guy. I appreciate a lot of the staff. They're great people. They've helped me. They've helped us. Uh, They've given us great connections. But at the end of the day, I want somebody that – you know, I feel can lead this program to success. And I'm, I don't know if I have that belief in Dan Mullen anymore. Another culture change got to be, and whenever this shit is closed up, it's never good shit. It's just what it is. It's too closed. The media is closed out. You know, like, it's that's that's okay when you, like, you somewhat uh, successful. 
and, and you know what I'm saying? This thing is looking okay and the program seemingly seemingly in the right direction. But now closing things up the media because you know you think you know what's best for this program, that that ain't it. Uh, we gotta know what's going on behind closed doors, but we're not getting surprises like we see right now. And it also like you get to see competition. The media gets to say, yo, I don't know, man. That third screen tackle may be better than the starter, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if he should be the starter. I think there's more culture changes that need to be made that need to be addressed as well. It's not just changing DCs. I think they need to talk about the overall culture of the Florida program. It's deeper than just Todd Grantham's defense. Hmm. We left Nick speechless. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I think, I think I probably changed my opinion from what you said, Dan, I think you very eloquently said it right there. Um, and, and I agree with a lot of the things you say. I think I've probably gone back and forth um, on it. You know, Saturday night I'm sitting there and I'm thinking this guy's cracking like Florida. Florida is a meat grinder that has chewed up and spit out three of the last six coaches and appears to be doing that to the fourth of the last six. The other two guys won national championships. Um, but this is not an easy job. Um, and, 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 and it looks, and it appeared to me Saturday night. What that damn job is the easy job? None of them, none of them are. None of them are. I'm not, I'm not, exactly. listen, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going the Chad route. I'm not blaming the fans. I'm just saying. No, let's talk about that too. Like that's, that's so, that's so corny, bro. Like, like blaming the fans for anything to do. You can't fire fans, bro. Like they, every big job is pressure. Like that's what it is. That's what all this is about. The players are under pressure. It's the SEC. It's big boy football. Everybody's under pressure. There's no nobody's being disrespectful. We're asking for a good product. Bro, it's I a bet terrible you, product. To I go get beat and blown up by South Carolina. Nobody should say anything to a fan, man. Y'all, y'all move past that. Stop giving that guy <laughs> attention, man. I, I got love for Chad and that family, but like, stop giving that attention. That's just like somebody trying to get off their own self. Um, pause. Yeah, <laughs> pause. That's that's definitely a pause. But that, that that's like they got a motive there. Like that ain't coming at the UF fans about that terrible game is just wild to me. Um I y'all bet keep those fanning. Alabama fans keep fanning. Think- y'all been right, bro. Don't let Chad stop y'all from fanning. Y'all been right this whole time. Mm-hmm. I bet there's there's Alabama fans that are wondering if, if Nick Saban, if the game has passed him by, because what he's done so well is hire great assistants. And right. and now you've got people looking at Bill. Oh, they O'Brien. definitely complaining. You got people looking at Bill O'Brien and going, who the hell is this guy? Get him out of here. They got, you know, uh, I'm blanking on their defensive coordinator's name right now, but their defense, that ain't Alabama. And they haven't been Alabama defense for two years. So, I, I mean, every every job there is pressure. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, the, the expectation is SEC championships. Dan Mullen got Florida there. Will Muschamp couldn't do it. Dan Mullen was competitive in an SD championship. Jim McElwain was a what, the Alabama scout team the two times he played him. I think Dan <laughs> one step forward and a half step back. It sounds like we're getting closer. We're creeping. <laughs> Maybe the next guy. The but, next uh, guy you know, one. Nick, I don't I don't think that there's anything harder about the Florida job. And now, mind you, I've been tough on Florida fans. No, it's um, tough. I'm, I think it, it's tough, but I think it's, no, no, it's no. warranted, and I think I, I don't I think it's a little overblown 
on with how tough it is. Though. Go ahead, right, yeah. No, bad. no, that's. I was gonna, I was gonna say exactly that. You know, I, I've there's been times that I've been, you know, tough on Florida fans, and there's a section of Twitter that lets me know every single time, you know, when I'm wrong about fans being right or how much of I, I hate my alma mater for saying it. Uh, but I think that that's true with with any job, and the noise is loud whether you work for a publicly traded company or whether you work for a large company. I mean, at the end of the day, Florida has. $150 million athletic department uh, that is run largely on the proceeds that the football program brings in. Uh, you are the CEO of a major brand that, that reaches far beyond, uh, you know, football, even though you're the, the head coach of the football program, the expectations are there and the expectations are warranted because it's proven that it can be done before and it can be repeated. Um, and that's, I think, the biggest thing to me is that you've had coaches before. The SEC was in a different spot, but Nick Saban's doing it at Alabama. You know, Steve Spurrier was able to win a lot. Urban Meyer won a lot. You know, Will Muschamp didn't work out. Jim McElwain didn't work out. And right now, Dan Mullen is, is falling into the same trap of if it's not working out because of decisions they're making, it's so much easier to blame the fans and say, oh, it's so hard of a job and they have unrealistic expectations rather than saying, hey, what can I do to make this job the winning job that it should be and can be because we have the resources, the recruiting, the ability and the backing to do so. The expectations are not unrealistic. They're just high. Right, bro, high, high expectations. Firing Grantham wasn't high expectations. No, no. That's what making it see high. Like playing the best players isn't high expectation. That's regular shit. Yeah. We just nobody's asking for like, yo, my man, you didn't win a national championship. You got to get out of here. Nah, bro. We, like put a competent product on the field, my dude. Like you get paid a lot of money. We put a lot of resources and got a product in your hand. Care about it. It looks like this team don't care. That they're not prepared. We, we, we've been complaining about the media has been asking about a defensive coordinator, offensive line and recruiting three things that haven't been even attempted to be fixed. That ain't right. unexpected or, or, or a job that's too big. That's basic head coach shit. Right. I mean, imagine you're the CEO. I spent uh, his shitty recruiting for like two years and it was just like, all right, bro, I'm out of, I'm out of spins. <laughs> you know, if you're the CEO of Ford and you have cars that are consistently put out that fail, you know, inspections that, that have bad crash ratings, you, you don't keep the guy that's creating, you know, and right. overseeing those divisions, right? You fire him. You're the CEO of any company, right? You're the CEO of a food company. You have products that don't go out and don't sell. You don't keep that. You run an IT company, a, a services company and you guys continually break servers or bring down networks or your you know cloud infrastructure not strong you fire that right like in any field you have to look at the expectations of you're the ceo of a major large organization you have to make decisions that drive that engine forward and not be forced to just because he's your friend right, right. i promise you larry ellison and famous ceos you. aren't there because they kept their friends in you know other roles Damn, business is business, man. I loyalty business is not loyalty. Like friendship, it's just not the same shit, bro. Like you running, you're not running, you're running the University of Florida, and you hear somebody just looking out for their friends. I know all coaches do this, but not to that extent. Like, it's been very obvious, like how bad our defense has been, how bad our offensive line has been. Like these guys have been sleeping on the clock on the trail and all. It's been easy, just easy vibes. Like, and the fans supposed to just be chilling. Nah, man, we want to see us compete for shit. Yeah, Spend all not. my money to, to and follow this just for like you to come play around and be gone in three, four years. Cause we're gonna we're gonna be here every Saturday. These coaches yeah. and these seats keep changing, but 
our seats ain't changing, bro. You're not the risk moderator at a fraternity party letting your friends in. You're running right. You're running. You're running a pretty, pretty club. valuable company. <laughs> this ain't the club. Same no, I mean we're the CEO of you know an organization that would put you, you know, easily into into the top point zero zero one percent of businesses that exist in the United States, right? So. The show yeah. goes on, boys. We play the Sanford Bulldogs on Friday. Nick, is that a nooner? It's a nooner. Love, a nooner. love a good nooner. Yeah, I and, got stuff uh, to do the rest of this yeah, fall. So give bro, me all new. Me. The bowl game is the Mayo Bowl at noon. Uh, that, I feel like that's a night that's bowl a, game. I think that's a three o'clock or two, two o'clock, two, mm, two three o'clock. I don't know if I want to be in that one then. Listen, listen, we got we're contractually obligated after having uh the social media manager on to go as a family to the mayo bowl. I, I, I will go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl if the Gators make it. How about that? Not that, and, that and we will all be there. We will all be there. They gotta pay me to show up to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Listen, I will figure out a way to cover the game. How cold where is it at? Duke's Charlotte. Charlotte. Beautiful. Oh yeah, I might pull up to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah I'm down. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we're not. We're not talking about the Birmingham Bowl when I had to yeah. wake yeah, up in dude, Birmingham, Alabama, on January first and go watch. You know, uh, who was it? Man, Adam Lane poop himself. Oh my gosh! Shout out to that guy. Shout out oh, to Adam what happened to Adam Lane? He transferred to East Kentucky, and we never heard from him since. That was much champ took him over. Um, Derek I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't no, talk was about it Derrick Henry? Yeah, it was Derrick Henry, but let's not Derek. talk about it. <laughs> ah, Will Muschamp. People I want thought, him what, back. Wasn't wasn't it Mike Davis's class too, or am I thinking of somebody uh, else? I don't no, know. that was no, Kevin. We Mike took Davis Kevin Taylor and Allen Lane yeah. um, oh, yeah. over the, the the monster who is uh, Derrick Henry. Hmm. Um, good times well, at the University. Well, the Gators of are in a battle of four and five teams. Uh, Samford is four and five with wins over I'm nervous Tennessee Tech. Western Carolina, which is the coldest game I ever went to as a Florida Gator. I think that was in 2006. Um, Wofford and coming off of a win against the Citadel with losses against VMI, Chattanooga, Mercer, ETSU in overtime. Like an epic battle. UT Chattanooga. And then UT Martin. Um, Hey, listen, at the end of the day, it's a couple of four and five teams getting ready to play some football. That's right. Um, let's see what we've got. Uh, Samford averages 36.78 yards <laughs> per game and al- allows oh 35.89. You guys want me to do any more deeper analysis? On nah, Samford? man, I don't want to talk no, about Samford. Out, anyway, just seen on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry about Samford. I'm a little nervous because I don't know, like Dan might be trying to prove a point. I don't know. We may see Kitten take some snaps. Um, forever. I just seen Anthony's tweet. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, dancing tweet. Yeah. Oh, that's Bro, hilarious, man. That's a shout dangerous to, dance move. Shout out to Anthony um, Richardson, man. That that tweet is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, um, Nick, do you want to provide or Silk? You want to provide commentary and what you mean? Oh, so Dan Mullen. I'm sorry uh, for the average fan that don't know. Um, Dan Mullen came out and said that Anthony Richardson hurt his knee dancing uh, last Friday, and that's why he sat out the game. Um, so Dan. Uh, Anthony Richardson tweeted a gif or, or gif, however you pronounce that, of a dancing guy. Um, I think that's hilarious. Well, then, well, then he also said that that was the exact move. <clears throat> hmm. 
And if you look at it, that it hurt my knee to watch it. But I'm an old man. Yeah, that didn't hurt me to watch. Um, Silk knows, Nick, you know. Uh, yeah, you got the moves. Timeline knows. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably the a move moves, that bro. I could master for the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. Shout out have to you ever, Have you ever torn team. anything? Um, no. No? No, no injuries dancing? No, just uh, I tore my pants once, but that's a different story. Mm. Right down the <laughs> seam. Was it a wedding? Was this just yeah? Out? It, was a, it, was, it was, a, it wedding? was a wedding. It was a wedding. Fortunately, it wasn't like just the entire backside. It was more that like part underneath, like the crotch. I was about to say you have no Adam um, Lane going on, did you? But no, 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 no Adam Lane, no Adam Lane going on. Uh, but it was that you know that 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 scene that that goes from uh, this would be a good time to, to move into manscape right around where your your ball sack is to uh, you know probably the upper quartile. That would be the my, gooch. Uh, my my. my <laughs> Whoa! What is going on? Yeah, did this man just say gooch on the show? Uh, yeah, man. it was. Yeah, it was the area. If you have an HR complaint about Nick's uh, profanity, please uh, reach well, out to us. They're, 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 they're going to send an HR complaint for me saying I think Dan can win a championship. You're, you're, you're the Grantham of the show. Bro, <laughs> that's that highly disrespectful. You're sir. providing a toxic work environment for him. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. That was, that was funny. Um. Anything else, boys, before we get into uh, the Manscaped ad read? Nah, man, just get into this ad read. You got something else? I, I, I'm pr- I pretty sure something else is going to come up. I've been mad all weekend. Yeah. Um, that's embarrassing. Like, that is crazy. The lose to Kentucky, like, that was already nuts. But the lose to, like, to, to South Carolina. This ain't Steve Spurrier in South Carolina. And then they have Goofy Beamer, like, all clunky saying, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to win. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, so I was big. so high. I, there's no way I could keep watching the game after that. One week ago, you barely knew who the opponent was. You thought right. we were playing Missouri this week because you how comfortable you were with winning. Yeah, I'm just tapped out. I'm just tapped out. Yeah. Okay, we about to coast through this thing, man. We got we we out, we at least out talent the rest of these people, right? Mm-hmm. Our issue has been like, okay, Georgia smoked us because we just can't recruit. Okay, we got better players than the rest of these people. And then we get smoked. Um, do we want to speak about the flu and all that, or no? We good with the flu. Good um, with it. it ain't an excuse. And, and also, he didn't. Dan was asked like point blank about it, so he wasn't trying to bring it up as an excuse either. No, I don't think it was an excuse. I just wanted to at least like say that we have missing players because of the flu. Well, here's the, here's the problem. Um, if you recruit well, then you have good players behind the guys who are sick. Florida doesn't recruit well, so you don't have good players behind the guys that are sick. D- who who didn't play because of the flu? Everyone played. Everyone played. That's what I thought. So. Rick, Rick, Rick Wells was out there? Rick Wells was out there. Jacob Copeland was out there. Zach Carter was out there. Um, Copeland and Carter flew up separately um, how sick they were. I don't think Carter. Um, like like even, a private plane? You mean <clears throat> like a different charter. Like a different charter than the team to keep them separated from the team. Oh, okay. Bro, that's 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 flagship money. Hey, we want we want these two guys to come up, get in our own plane. We gotta spend it on something. We ain't spending on recruiting. Well, we gotta <laughs> crank the, crank the jets up for the tip of the game. The sick players, I like it. But yeah, no excuses, man. There's no excuse to ever get spanked by South Carolina like that. That's in, that's crazy to me. And this guy's doing historically bad things. He didn't get out of town. Like, he's stinking up the place. It was fun while it was fun, but 
It ain't fun no more. So when you you were watching the game live, Silk, and when did you, you cut it off at halftime? Yeah, after Beamer got in his bag of like he was surprised they was winning and shit. I couldn't I couldn't watch any more football, bro. I was enjoyed your Saturday for that. Yeah, when I get South Carolina coach talking greasy to me like that, dog, and I can't do nothing about it because I know we're about to try out this terrible defense that can't stop a counter, and and we're gonna throw hail marys. That's all we did the game through hail marys and ran dives. <laughs> it was the weirdest game ever. So I was just I can't watch any more of this. I gotta watch this condensed on Monday. Yeah, shout out to the people that condense condense uh, YouTube videos for us. It's a life changing thing, man. Uh, shout out to the great folks at Manscaped, man. <laughs> the best of the best when it comes to grooming them balls and that gooch. If your gooch is hairy, you need to get that gooch right. We got a gooch trimming for you. It's a lawnmower 4.0. The best thing the gooch has ever ran into. Keep that thing smooth as a baby's bottoms, Nick. Bro, the whole pod's smooth on, as a coach. The whole pod's on probation. <laughs> yeah, we all provide the toxic work probation. environment. Uh, use coupon code SG at checkout for twenty percent off and free shipping. Keep those balls clean. It's the holiday season. Black Friday is around the corner. Um, they got the body wash. I got some shampoo. If anybody wants some shampoo, um, holla at me. I don't have anything to shampoo. I got a free shampoo that we can like, like donate away or something. What an exciting, um, what an exciting giveaway! Shampoo. Who sends a bald man shampoo? Spence, fire that up. Fire, fire up silk, silk shampoo. I gotta get giveaway. enough money to get that LeBron transplant. Then it's gonna be on. I'm gonna keep this shampoo for now because I might, <laughs> might, I might need it later. Your son can use it now. Your son has hair. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about just, that. These are just ideas. You can always re-gift it for uh, Christmas time. I'm going to re-gift it to my son. There you go. That's a great gift. To I'm put just going to put Christmas it in the tree. bathroom. I can't put it. I put it under the tree. He's going to like talk crazy to me. No, 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 <laughs> just no, put no, it in the no, stocking. No, no. He's, he's too young. He's too young to be getting shampoo for Christmas. That's just got to be like, yeah, he shows up in shampoo. the bathroom. That's, a, that's sure. a 30 and older gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a gift you get your dad. No, I'm not buying my dad body wash, fam. <laughs> I meant I meant like on the lines of like you get like socks, shampoo. you get socks, you get like bad, you get you get you get bad stuff. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. what's the difference between Father's Day and Mother's Day? Love, <laughs> love. <laughs> this is exactly all time quote. Oh, that's an all. That's an all time. What I got for Father's Day? Oh no, I got Chappelle tickets. I can't talk shit this year. Ooh. She got tired of my, my shenanigans. She heard right, yeah, well, she listens to the pod. She listens to every pod now. Like she didn't used to, but now she listens to anything I talk on. Checking up on you. She's talking right. about this. Policing me more than anything. <laughs> you can't be saying that no more. <laughs> Wait, so she hears how many times you say gooch. Yeah, this show I'm gonna get in trouble. I cursed yeah. a few times on this episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> That Nick's a bad influence. I can already hear Shakira saying it. No, she's going to be talking about your dance moves, fam. Yeah. She's, she's a big fan. Big, huge fan of uh, your dance moves. Tell everybody Dude. she meet. A dancing Dan. Yeah, dancing Dan. She says you got Meg the Stallion knees. That's crazy. That's nuts. Dan the Stallion. Dan the Mustang. <laughs> Dan the Stallion. Wow. Dan the Stallion. 
Dan the Does anyone give Dan? Does anyone give themselves more nicknames than Dan gives himself? Yeah, he got a bad. He got more aliases than Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's uh, let's take it out. Shout outs to our sponsors: uh, Brunt Insurance, Home Field Apparel, Game Time Sidekicks, Prize Picks. Use promo code SG. We didn't shout them out. Uh, shout out to Manscaped. Visit us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe uh, and watch the show. We put the show out early on both Patreon, patreon.com slash stadium and Gale and onto YouTube. So check those out. You want to support uh, us on Patreon again, patreon.com slash stadium and Gale uh, follow us uh, on Twitter and social media, uh, trying to put more content and, and good content out there for you guys. It's always enjoyable to, uh, to have this time where we can, we can gather around and talk as, uh, as friends and interested parties about the, uh, the Florida Gators. And we hope for a brighter future with that being said, boys, before I take us out with the song of the week, which is a, uh, a, a new personal favorite of mine, any parting thoughts or comments. I just want the fans to keep fanning, bro. Y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all the real heroes here. There's one. Um, I'm probably the only person that cares about the damn band, but we can even bring up Dan's Damn. blatant lie about the band. Oh my gosh. Oh my you want you think you could turn this around? He lying about the band. I know he's lying about other positions. What like he's say? lying about the band, dude. So Dan Mullen made a big deal about like the traditions at the University of Florida when he first got here, the traditions and and singing one of you know, singing win or lose, standing there for the alma mater is a tradition that he holds highly. He hadn't done it, didn't do it in, in Jacksonville after he got his teeth kicked Damn in. Be didn't here, bro. Do it. Didn't do it in, 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 in Columbia after he got his teeth kicked in. Um, so I was there in Columbia, and uh, I walked down to Gator Walk, and I take a picture. I'm standing right next to the band. The band literally is on either side of the sidewalk, and Dan walks directly through them while they play the damn fight song like seven times in a row. They just had that, that bitch on repeat. Dan then turns around, stares at the band, and and like daps up, greets every player as they come through. Uh, one of the alligator reporters asked him about not say, staying to sing the alma mater after each game. And Dan goes, oh, we're on the road. That's on me. I didn't know the band was here. And then my video of Dan walking between the band went nuts. People were not happy. It, I mean, it was just a blatant lie. Like, yeah, my guy, you knew the band was there. Should have scored more points and you could have heard the band more. But if you scored more, you would have <laughs> God Dan, great podcast from you tonight. I don't Thanks. know if you had some coffee. Great, great showing for you tonight. No, everybody, know. everybody came on the A game. I like it. Good, good shit. Um I handle, I handle this week pretty well, man. This season has just been quite the letdown. It's been a real pooper, fellas. A <laughs> real pooper. <laughs> this is crazy. We got a quarterback situation that we gotta like eventually have a conversation about, bruh. Like real, yeah. Real, Jalen Kitten is not getting enough reps. You're right. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be quite the the interesting on um, soap opera to end the season. Um, hires quarterback, who goes where, who stays. So I don't think we return football season with both of those guys. We are we're all on the same page. If Anthony Richardson is not dropping it like it's hot and his knee is okay he's he has to be the starting quarterback the next three games yeah he can't be trying to be dan the stallion (laughs) unless dan can teach him how to safely right 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 
Yeah, no, I think he's got to be. I think you've got to look at your future. You've got to at least see what you have in him, right? I mean, you've seen what you have with, you know, Emery. You see what, you know, your chances are with, with Anthony. I mean, there's not much more you can do. Season's lost. Same corner, same time, fellas. Same corner, same time. Oh, let me take you out. Uh, Crawford and Power, big Ooh. fan of them. Uh, they have a new song called Moonshine out, which slaps. So if you like this one. I got you, bro. Shine that moon. Hey, uh, need to be drinking moonshine to watch the rest of this season. Right. I think we can make that happen, Nick. I went at to a moonshine distillery. I need moonshine I was, at the nooner. When I was uh, out, out in the, the uh, mountain country. But we can talk about that another time. All right, boys. Same corner, same time next week. Yep. We drive trucks. We plow fields. We work from sun up until it goes back down again. We raise hell. Friday nights It becomes Sunday morning You can find us at the Church of Christ It may sound like a simple life But the living sure is fine Yeah, where I come from We drink moonshine Knuckles and we know how to use a wrench. We raise our kids, we teach them wrong from right. And you can bet your ass that they'll never back down from a fight. It may sound like a simple life, but to live and show is fine. Here we're We like country music Sing every word to a country boy can survive. We like our beer, we drink it ice cold, and the stuff we smoke, well, it's gotta be hand rolled. It may sound